Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Tauber. I'm an award-winning personal stylist who's actually been in the business now for 17 years. I specialize in elevating professional women, entrepreneurs, and women in business with their personal brand. These podcasts are about sharing my hints and tips. And along the way, I'm super excited to welcome guests who will be sharing their star stories, their expert advice. And I'm also going to be showcasing some brands that I know you are going to love. So if you're a lady who lacks time, struggles to put an outfit together, wears the same things time and time again, and doesn't want the hassle to find something new when shopping, you will absolutely enjoy this podcast. I really hope you love the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Um, today, I'm really excited because I'm joined by Melissa Matson, who is a personal brand mentor. Um, and if you're listening to this, obviously, you're going to hear the audio. But if you're watching it, we've both got the most wonderful colors on. I've got pink on <laughs> and Melissa's got this gorgeous kind of blue that is bright and vibrant. So we're sitting here in, in wonderful color. So first of all, Melissa, how are, how are you? I'm very well. This is amazing. So lovely to be on a podcast with you. Very unexpected as well. (laughs) It is, isn't it? Because we started chatting and then we were talking about branding and personal styling and everything. And I just said to you, do you know what? Let's just let's just record this as a podcast. (laughs) Part of it is we can keep talking just as much as each other. We're so passionate about it, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think what we were doing, we were covering so many tips that I think would really help benefit you know a lot of women um, and men alike so the topic we were going to start and cover today was how to start to create your personal brand because you know from, from my point of view it's all about the clothing and what we wear and how we represent ourselves and for you it starts before that and I think that's where it's really interesting because yes you know, we know that a personal brand, we link our logo and our color palettes and our websites, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm a massive believer that personal brand starts with the person because people buy from people. So give us a little bit of um, kind of where you start with this, because this is where our conversation started a little while ago. So let's go right back to yours and my conversation to start with, and then it will we'll just evolve with you know, elements of the personal brand that we think we can give some advice on as well to people. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. This is, this is one of those topics that, you know, when this, you hear people say, well, if you can stand on a Ted talk and talk for two hours about something without looking at notes and just speak from the heart, what would it be? I'm like personal branding. Give me a stage right now. Um, yeah. No, I absolutely love it. So I think for me, exactly like you said, that people have this misconception that branding is colors, logos, fonts, the visual identity part of, of your brand. And whilst that's really important, it is kind of, for me, you know, 10%. It's a small element. Where your brand should start, for me, is about you. It starts from you. So I talk about inside-out branding. You brand yourself from the inside. And the very first step of that is clarity. It's about digging deep. So the best brands, whether it's a, a business brand or a personal brand, the best brands have a purpose, have a vision, have a mission, have a real clear um, a, a clear vision of what they are here to do yeah. so I would always start with that getting the clarity on what exactly makes you you what do you believe in um it's, it's just answer all those bigger bigger pictures and also your values because what is important to you as a person is important to your brand 
but what is important to you isn't the same as what's important to someone else. So you've got to ask and answer all these really, really big, uh, bigger picture stuff questions, you know? And I think that's where people go wrong at the very beginning because they, they look at everybody else first. So the first thing most people do is they go out into the market, they do competitor analysis, they see what other people in the industry are doing and they think that's where they should start. They're doing it, so I'll do it too. Actually, you need to take that step back. Block out the noise, stop scrolling, just listen to that inner voice and start from there. You know, what are you here to do? What makes you different? What makes you remarkable? And how do you want to bring that to the table? So that's my starting point. And that's really interesting, isn't it? Because how many of us, you know, I've, I've been in business 16, 17 years. And so going right the way back, there wasn't one person who said that to me. My, my, mm. the, the, I think one person said to me, well, have you got a business plan? And I was like, no. I have no business plan, right? I just know that I want to set up a business as a personal stylist. This is how I'm going to do it. This is what I'm going to cover. And there we go. And, you know, for me, it evolved. Absolutely evolved. And for me, it was about, you know, I had to wear what I wore to represent my brand. So we, we talk about, you know, that, you know, we'll dig a little bit deeper into that. But you're absolutely right. People don't, I think you're right when you say block out the noise. Because everybody mm. does it. You know, if you're in that kind of industry, you always, I think you gravitate to, oh, I wonder what someone else is doing. Are they doing it better than me? Are they, you know, are they yeah. offering something different for me? But at the end of the day, nobody is you. And we then go back to the people buy from people. Because as I remember, um, I think it was even one of my, like my son said to me when I first started, don't watch everybody else. Because actually, they may appear like they're doing incredibly well, but you have no idea because social media is a great thing, isn't it? You know, we know you could see so much going on, but actually you have no idea if they have an order book that's full or a diary that's full. You have no idea. So you are absolutely right. Block out the noise and concentrate on yourself. Yeah, 100%. I just think... It's so easy to spiral as well. So you start off, what tends to happen is when you start your business, you have a, a heart full of passion, a head full of ideas, and you just want to like start running and go. And that's where, that's the starting point, right? That's, that's the trait of an entrepreneur. As soon as you start the scroll, as soon as you start looking at what other people are doing, that, that confidence you start off with starts to chip away and you start doubting yourself because someone else is doing something that you hadn't maybe thought of or they're doing a different method and actually is your method better or not? And you get into that comparison trap. Um, I think that's really dangerous, especially when you haven't yet got decades of experience or client testimonials to fall back on as proof of concept in inverted commas, you know, that you're successful. It's, it's, it's a really, really dangerous trap to fall into, especially in the early stages of your business. So yeah, really listen into your own voice and get that, get the clarity first. Once you've got that clarity, you can then work on the next steps, which for me would be, um, if you, if you're struggling with your confidence, like look at your confidence, you know, do you have that unshakable belief to step into your own power and to actually build your personal brand? It's all right having a great strategy, but if you, if you doubt yourself, if you're sitting there feeling small or that you're not able to own that space, that's where you need to start first. Um, and then once you've kind of understood what you're here to do, how do you then translate that for your customer? So what are your core messages? Who is your customer? You know, who is your customer or client? Do you even know that? Are you talking to everybody? Or you're actually being really, really specific with your messaging. So there's a whole second piece that comes into your branding. 
and again it's about making you different if you're talking in the same way as everyone else if you're saying the same things as everyone else you're just gonna be vanilla so I talk a lot about um stop being vanilla <laughs> stop yeah. blending in it's great to stand out as a brand you want to be dialing up the things that make you different which again where the confidence piece comes in if that feels scary if it feels scary to stand out if it feels scary to um actually speak your mind and have opinions and think differently well you're never gonna you're never going to be found, you know? So there's a big piece around confidence and messaging for me that comes next as well. I think this is really interesting what you said, because actually I've, I've just got back from walking my dog, right? And I was listening to various things as I was, I was walking the dog. And interestingly, somebody um, was talking on their Instagram and they were saying all about opinion. You know what? Mm. It, it's very mm. right that now we almost are a bit fearful of giving our opinion because if, if our opinion isn't what everybody else thinks it should be, then actually there's a bit of a, a kind of negativity comes with it. And actually this, the, it was a gentleman, actually, this gentleman was saying that, do you know what, we are all entitled to our opinion because that what makes us different. You know, yeah. the opinion from a business point of view is about, you know, we might do it this way or we might do it that way. You might not agree with me. But actually, if that's the way I'm going to do it, I'm entitled to the, my opinion. And I think you're, you're absolutely right. That goes back, doesn't it, to being, you know, don't be vanilla. But it's about working out who we are as people mm. and then working out how we're going to make this brand work. Because I think from a brand point of view, and somebody mentioned this even the other day, you know, the, the term personal brand is actually quite new in yeah. comparison and so now you you sometimes can say personal brand and people go mm, what do you actually mean and I think this is great to have like even the conversations we're having now you know we're talking about the the person behind the brand which then links into the business brand which mm. then links into the logos the fonts the colors and it, it's all then about the person behind the brand because there is always a person behind the brand whether it's you know Steve Jobs whether it was Bill Gates whether you know it was um yeah anybody but there's a person behind that brand that had a belief that they could start something different and like you said they could help other people yeah uh, everything you say in there I'm just nodding my head I'm like yes yes yeah, yeah. because I think you said at the beginning, people buy people, but it's because they, we talk a, a lot about this in the industry, you know, the know, like, and trust, which yeah. I get. But for me, that phrase is a little bit outdated because I know, like, and trust my grandma, right? I doesn't mean to say I'm going to spend 10,000 pounds with her. The other element that people miss is respect. So people want to respect someone as an authority in their field. And this is where I think personal branding has taken a whole different level. Yeah. Um, and, and become actually a really, uh, it's, it's becoming so more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of just necessary. It's a necessary thing to have now. I think whether you're, you're an entrepreneur, whether you're in business for a big corporate, you have to have a personal brand because people are looking to buy into an authority in that field. Someone who is an expert, someone who knows exactly what they're talking about. And it's really interesting what you said about opinions because I think the reason people you want to be sharing opinions is because that sets you out as an authority, because yeah. as an authority, you have an opinion, right? You have an opinion on the market. You have an opinion on your industry. You have an opinion whether other people in your industry are right or wrong. You might absolutely disagree with, for example, I just said no, like, and trust. Fundamentally, I think that's a bit flawed. 
but it's something that people talk about all the time. Yeah. yeah? So I have a really strong opinion on that. And when you have opinions, it sets you out as someone different. It makes you like recognizable. And actually, again, whether you, whether you like to admit it or not, it sets you as an authority. People with opinions are authority positions. So it's really important when you're building your brand to understand why you're building it. Is it just to make friends or from a business point of view, if it's there to, to, you know, generate leads, if it's there to actually build a credible, um, credible brand. So people recognize you as an authority, then you've got to be doing all these things, dressing the right way, saying the right things, having opinions, having a unique method, all these things come together to actually build a brand that connects to your audience, but more importantly, can converts them into paying clients. Yeah. So it's building the package essentially. And that's why I think what you do is so important because we have, uh, building a brand you know there's so many different elements to it but styling is one clarity and message is another building your confidence is another website copy is another you know the actual assets it's yeah. about the package and I think where people fall down is they think it's just one element it's just the aesthetics you know the logo the colors and actually they fail to recognize that there is so much more that goes into building consistency and repetition which is how you build a brand right consistently yeah. repeating the same things and I think what's really interesting now, you know, we're in like April 2022, I think, um, and I know that because of what's gone on for the past couple of years, more mm. and more people have launched their own brand, whether they've trained, you know, and we talk, I'm talking at the moment from a service industry point of view, not necessarily from a product industry point of view, but yeah. from a service, you know, I can, I could reel off people that have started their own business during lockdown because they either had a decision that actually they, they didn't want to work for the corporate they were working for anymore or they, they didn't want to work for that business anymore. So now was the time, right, to do something different. A bit like people moved from the city to the country, you know. Now was a time to do something different because actually what the pandemic did for some, it gave them that, right, well, it's now or never. Because if this is going to – this could happen at any time – Let's make that decision. Let's change. Mm -hmm. But I think what's really interesting, lots of people did exactly that. They just either trained, right, in whatever they were doing in, and they've launched their business in, and then they set up their business. But hang on a minute. Like you said, there is so much more mm. to setting up the business. And yes, it does evolve. I 100% believe that, because I am a bit like this, that you don't need to set up a business with all your ducks in a row and everything's done i oh, no. because if i look back now and go oh my god you know i literally trained and 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 went out and did my business i had i think i even created the website myself you know because i just thought well i've got to get out there i've got to do it so i believe that if you know the action <laughs> yeah, yeah, or you start a business you can evolve so a bit like we all do right we've all had you know, for those of us that have been in business longer, the website's changed three or four times. The messaging has changed three or four times. My target audience has changed three or four times. So I think it's about going, do you know what? You, you don't need all your ducks in a row. However, there are certain elements that to kick your business off, to give it any form of chance in this very competitive age that we live in, because there are so many more service industries out there now who have mm. popped up, you know, during lockdown and whatever, you've got to, is that, don't be vanilla. You've got to set yourself mm. out from everybody else, whether it's the clothing that you're wearing, whether it's, 
your website, whether it's your brand strategy, whether it's, you know, have the confidence you have within you, you've got to start somewhere that gives you some form of chance so that people go, ah, oh, yeah, you know what? Like you said, I want to buy your product. I want to buy your service because actually I understand what you're trying to achieve here and how you can help me because the clarity's there and the messaging is right. Do you, yeah. do you agree? Oh, absolutely. And this is where I think if anyone is out there now thinking, right, I need to start my own business. The, the step number one, everyone else thinks, right, I need a website. I need this thing. I need... Step number one is just get a pen and paper and ha- spend as long as you need to spend getting the clarity right. Once you've got the clarity on your messaging, what makes you different, all of that stuff is, is so important. The rest of it is kind of easy because what happens then, the clarity breeds confidence. Confidence breeds authority and authority is magnetic, right? And, and actually you don't need to be anybody else in order to be magnetic. And this is the, again, the problem people fall into, the trap people fall into is they try and imitate, replicate, copy because they think that's what industry standard is or that's what they should do. And actually the most, the best thing you can do for your business is, is tap into you and then you step into your own power and you are magnetic because people want to be in your energy. People want to hear what you've got to say. So it's like when you put content out, people look forward to reading it. You know, you're not just going to blend into everybody else and follow a formula. You become um, that go-to person that people wait for your opinion, wait for your voice and wait for what you've got to say. But you have to figure all that out first. Otherwise, you tend to just, like I said, imitate and copy. And um, it's too noisy out there. <laughs> there yeah. are too many people doing exactly what you do. No matter what industry you're in, there is yep. someone else doing it. And possibly someone else doing it better. Yeah, exactly. And I think what, you know, I was sitting there thinking when you were talking about that, if you think about it, right, we all scroll, right? We scroll, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Instagram, whether it's TikTok, whatever we do, we, we, we scroll, right? Mm. But from a business point of view, I always think and go, right, what makes me stop? Yes. What sure. makes me stop that scroll? Mm. Whether it's the video, whether it's the audio, whether it's the imagery, whether it's the content, something makes me stop, right? And then I always think from a business point of view, you know, especially, you know, even when I'm creating content, I think, right, hang on a minute, what's going to make people stop and read this or, or stop and look? And, you know, it, you know, from my point of view, I know that, you know, some of the, I don't know, how to create a capsule wardrobe or, you know, different things and personal branding at the moment, you know, how to, tips to how to create your brand or tips mm-hmm. on how to prepare for a photo shoot. That's, if, if some, that's going to stop people scrolling if they've got a photo shoot to go to. So it's, it is, isn't it? It's about trying to also understand your market and how you fit into that market. But what's really interesting is, you know, we're all different, exactly like you said. We're all different, right? We have different personality traits. We have different manners. We have different audiences. So why does our brand need to copy everybody else's? It yeah. doesn't, because we're all different. You know, even for me, you know, there are thousands of stylists out there, but not one of them is me. Yeah. So my, what I put out has to be about me. It's personal. It's yeah. not everybody. So it's, it's really interesting. When you, when you work with your clients from, you know, getting that clarity and getting that confidence to help them understand kind of that's the starting point, 
what would you say is the next step in that process? Do you, and yeah. do you see, so I'm going to ask you another question. So went through my head. Do you see then that this works in parallel with a new business owner talking to their brand strategist who's talking about their colors and their logos, etc. Do you think they run in parallel together? I would say, so taking your second question first, the, no, it's all right. So you're talking kind of a visual identity piece then, your website, yeah. maybe your colors, logo, yeah. that yeah. stuff. I think that comes after. And the yeah. reason I say that is because the bit before that is when it comes to talking to your audience, I think there's such a lot of work. And this is, again, the bit people miss out on your ideal audience, client, customer. What is their pain point? And not just, so take, um, I used to talk a lot to moms as a mom market, right? And I've got two little girls. So uh, I'm an overwhelmed mom. You hear a lot. Everyone's bloody overwhelmed. You know, like, <laughs> what does that mean? Everyone's overwhelmed, right? So actually, it's not about being the overwhelmed mom in your messaging. It's about going deeper. So it's about actually speaking to them where they are right now. Is it that they are trying to um, put a wash on whilst cook dinner? They're trying to do the personal development with their, their AirPods in. They're, the kids are screaming in the background. Oh, my God, you've got a day planned of work, but then your kids are off sick. It's painting that picture. And when it comes to your messaging... That is far more powerful yeah. when you're talking to your ideal client than, are you an overwhelmed mum? Here, yeah. come and talk to me. Do you see the difference? Yeah, yeah. So it's like once you understand, okay, what your message is, um, what you want to bring to the table, etc. how do you then translate that into your message? And I think all of that kind of is, is the next step once you've got the messaging part, because that's a big piece of work. The next step after that is if you could, I work a lot on brand, brand strategy, so I work a lot on brand strategy. If you then, as a summary to say, okay, five words describe my brand. Once you've got those five words at the end of the brand strategy, then you take that to your, your logo designer, your colors, all of that. Because actually if one of your words is energy, energetic, and you go and you only choose a, you know, Black black or neutrals or you know you the colors that maybe a yoga calming teacher would have um that's not necessarily the right thing to do so i think this is where you've got the whole strategy piece first and for me the the visual identity aesthetics is the last thing from a, a brand building point of view um the last thing alongside customer journey and things like that so yeah 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 core message clients all of that stuff. And the reason, sorry, I'm going off on one now. Get me on a soapbox. <laughs> the reason that's important is because we, branding and personal brand in particular is like you said, about the person. So you have to prioritize real relationships. Okay. So it's about if your client was a real person, what would you be talking to them about? If they were a friend you met for a coffee, what are the real things you'd be talking to them about? And then you've got to then let people into you in the same way. So you've got to be a little bit more vulnerable, sharing a little bit of your story, um, what, you know, all the struggles you're going through as well. And it's about that connection. So the brand strategy piece is about helping people to connect with you and for you to connect with them. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Gone off and, yeah no. and, You're sparking so many ideas. I'm going off in all different directions here. Yeah, but it's <laughs> interesting though, isn't it? Because, and that's where, you know personal branding is so important and but that's where from a from my perspective the clothes play such a massive part you know and I don't think interestingly I don't think necessarily people give enough importance to what they wear because you know what it's great you can have this 
wonderful brand that you've got the confidence and you're the clarity and you know you're talking to. But if what you're wearing doesn't represent your branding and the messaging you're delivering, there's a disparity. Because, you know, as a personal stylist, right? So if, if someone came to me or met me in the street or saw me when I was out shopping with a client and I looked horrendous or I, or I looked, okay, so I looked like I hadn't ironed my top and I had mud on my trainers or something like that. What they automatically think is, hmm, okay, why would I buy her services? Because she doesn't look like a personal stylist. And as much as we don't want to admit people think like that, they do. They absolutely do. Oh, 100%. very visual. So, you know, what I put out from a styling point of view, I have to represent my brand. You know, even if I look at, you know, my, my daughter is horsey, right? So when I go to the horse shows, especially in the winter, I've always got a bobble hat, but it's got a nice pom-pom and it's a nice colour to the point, you know, people could say to me, oh, you got a different hat on today. So <laughs> even though I'm doing something different, I'm still creating a bit of a focal point that people will remember me. So, it, you know, exactly that. What we want from a branding point of view, we want somebody to remember you, whether you've got... The, you know, whether you wear vibrant tones, whether you have, I don't know, belts that you absolutely love, but actually that you as a person wear what you feel good in that represents your branding. You know, I never forget doing something in lockdown. Um, and I think I was on a Zoom call. It was a, a networking meeting and I jumped on. Um, and one of the ladies there, she said, oh, I'm really sorry, I've just got out of the shower. And her hair was dripping wet with no makeup. And I'm thinking... Yeah. No. So what it did for me, I, I, I lost actually what she was talking about because I was so conscious about she had dripping wet hair, I lost it all. And, that, and then, so that's where, it's just a real example of, mm -hmm. if you ask me now what that lady did, I couldn't tell you, but I can tell you the story that she had dripping wet hair and no makeup. Now, <laughs> if you don't want to wear makeup or you don't wear makeup, that's fine. But still think about the audience that you're, you're sitting in front of or the person that you're walking past in the, in the street because somebody, what you want them to do is you want them to remember you for the right reason, not the wrong reason. You are literally talking my language. I say these things all the time. Oh, I love it. I love this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And I used to do, um, in a previous life, I spent quite a lot of time in business development. So I used to do a lot of networking in person, pre-Zoom world, yeah, pre-pandemic. Yeah. We used to do a lot of networking and one of the things I always did was, what's that the brightest colour, but I always wore something impactful. I always wore heels, not because I needed to, but because it made me feel powerful. Yeah, yeah. I always wore, um, my, I did my hair, makeup, and I made sure I owned that room. I just owned it. And 90% of that was how I was dressed. And it sounds ridiculous. And this is why I think everything you do and teach is incredible because it made the reason it makes a difference is not because of actually the clothes, but it's how it made me feel. The confidence. It's and the, feel. the confidence. Yeah. People forget that word feel, right? Mm, clothes yeah. make you feel incredibly great or they make yeah. you feel crap. And it doesn't matter if you're wearing Primark or Prada. If it makes you feel good, that in my mind, that's all that matters. And it's really interesting how, you know, you said that about, everything about how it actually makes you feel because it's so important 
Yeah. Yeah, I went to a networking event last week, actually, and I did a TikTok on it. I'm on TikTok. This is a new thing. But um, <laughs> but I, I said, basically, it was like top tips for being remembered in a networking event. And tip number one was dress in a way that makes you feel powerful. And I'm not even a stylist, but I recognize the importance of actual, like, actually, it's the power thing. And it's not about power and power play and all that stuff it's about how you feel the best version of you right now because if you don't feel the absolute best version of you you're never going to sell anything convincingly like you have to sell yourself right no matter what it is you're selling yourself first and foremost so that's I, I absolutely love everything you do because it's, it's essential. It just is whatever makes you feel amazing. Um, and if you can throw a bit of colour in there to be remembered, even better. Exactly. And you can wear colour. You can wear a blazer. You can wear jeans. You can wear what, you know, but you've got to feel confident. And, and you know what? What's really interesting is people, I still believe people don't see how important it is in how they feel, which is why then when they do work with someone like me, you know, even if it's just a T-shirt or a different pair of shoes or something, they go, oh, do you know what? I love it because it makes me feel good. And it's really interesting because it, you know, what I do, yes, I trained. and But the importance is for me is how I make somebody feel in the clothes that they wear. And we've all done it. Listen, we've, we've all done it. We've on a weekend, you've thrown over something because you think, oh, you know, I'm just doing that. When you look in the mirror, you kind of go, oh. Yeah, no, that doesn't make me feel good. So, you know, it is, it's so, so important that... Yeah, I've been terrible for that in mum mode when I, I've got, like I said, two little girls. And you do it when you've got kids, you're running around and you go comfort, don't you? But actually, that doesn't... Not, it's not about even your brand then, it's just how it makes you feel. It's I'm not the best version of me yeah. when I'm in tracksuit bottoms and a hoodie. It feels yeah. comfortable, I'm at home, yeah, but I wouldn't want to necessarily put that out there to the world because I know I'm not putting out my best version. Yeah. So I I can relate to everything you're saying there. But you said it earlier on, you said (laughs) if you, like when you go to that that, that networking meeting and you dressed how you felt and you you owned the room and et cetera, et cetera, you're absolutely right. You said, I felt more confident to sell or or that's (laughs) how, you know, you feel confident. You're not going to sell anything, whether it's a service or a product or whatever, if you don't feel confident. And I don't think people buy from you either. You know, if you if you don't feel confident, if you think about it, right, flip it into a gentleman's world, right, into a man's world. If you went to buy a car such as, I don't know, a BMW or a Mercedes or wherever, or a, let's, let's take any car. If you went in that showroom and the salesman approached you in a pair of wash jeans, um, a T-shirt that was creased, he had a pair of scruffy old trainers on, would you feel as confident to buy from him that he knew what he was talking about. Listen, he could know his knowledge set could be amazing. And Mm. people might disagree with me here because people, you know, do say, yeah, but people should be able to wear what they want to work. But if you're about to part with 50,000 pounds, would you feel more confident in parting with it with a salesman who was dressed perfectly and that he gave off that vibe of, do you know what? I'm professional. I'm knowledgeable. I want to sell you this car rather than the other example we've just given. I guarantee you people would feel more comfortable with the gentleman that's dressed appropriately. Yeah. And it comes down to that authority positioning as well. And, and I think every, again, I keep saying it, every touch point matters. 
every single touch point, whether it's a business card, whether it's how you dress, whether it's the words that you speak, whether it's this, do you smile when you see someone for the first time? Um, the aftercare, you know, if, if you are a coach or a service provider, after you've actually given that service or provided that course, whatever you do, is that it? Do you never speak to them again? Because I know I've had that. I've had, I've, I've had coaches in the past where I've, I've paid a lot of money, gone through a program and come out the other side and they've never spoken to me again. That for me damages your brand, right? So I think it's, it's, the, it's just being super aware that when you are building a personal brand, every single touch point matters. Um, and that's when you've just got to be super aware of it because in the world of social media as well, we get access to you, <laughs> whether you acknowledge it or not, you already have a personal brand. So you want to be curating that, right? You want to be actually having an opinion over what that brand is because people already have that opinion for themselves. Yeah. People already have that opinion. You already have a personal brand, whether you are building it or not. So actually curating and crafting your personal brand just means that you are controlling their impression. You're controlling what they think and you're controlling what they feel about you. Yeah. About you. Yeah, no, exactly. they already do. <laughs> exactly. So listen, as we wrap up, because let, let's kind of wrap this up, but let's let's give some tangible advice to anybody who is just starting mm. their journey with a business. Give me your top three tips. If somebody, mm. I know, I'll put you right on the spot now. Right on the spot here. Exactly. <laughs> You're there thinking, okay, okay, which one shall I give? You're not going, what shall I give? You're going, I don't know. I have, I have about 40 pages of notes in yeah, my head yeah, yeah. I can give you right now. <laughs> give, give us the top three tips mm. that you would give someone starting out on their business journey. Okay. Tip number one, really stop the noise, stop the scroll, stop listening to anyone else, and really hone in on what makes you remarkable. And I use that word because it's not what makes you different because we can say, oh, my eye color or whatever. But what makes you remarkable? What's going to stop the scroll? What makes you stand out? Because it's a noisy, noisy world. So you need to have that. Tip number one, what makes you remarkable? Tip number two is know what you're willing to share. And what I mean by this is, like we said, people buy from people. So there comes an element of vulnerability, of letting people into who you are as an individual, which for an introvert can feel really scary. Um, I am an introvert, believe it or not. Um, but I think if, if you're not comfortable on like sharing your whole life, I'm not saying you do that at all. Just choose two or three, maybe four things that are part of your identity. So for me, I'm a mom. I have a dog. I'm from Yorkshire. I drink a lot of tea. I like bubbles in the bath and in the glass. Yeah. Right? I've got my things that, that I love, right? It doesn't have to be that, that um, simple, but just choose a few things that you're happy to share and then talk about them because repetition and consistency is how you will build a personal brand. So be comfortable sharing those bits of you and get, let people in, get, get vulnerable, and then people will be vulnerable back. You know, it's about that real human connection. So real human connection, tip number two. And tip number three, I think, Building on from that, remember that everyone behind a screen is a real person. Every like, every follow, every comment, if you're building your business online, is a human being. So really prioritize relationships. I have sold um, programs, I've sold services without a sales page before. People don't necessarily need to know the ins and outs of what you do. They just need to know you. They need to know that they trust you and they need to know that you know what you're doing prioritize those relationships 
and business your business will be built off that I guarantee you you can yeah. have the best funnels systems processes but unless you've got the relationship as a foundation and people know who you are and trust that you um, know what you're doing and believe that you're the authority then they don't, it doesn't matter they need to have that relationship first yeah no I, I love all that and it goes back to being personal you know, the whole, and thing is personal. The, whole, the whole personal side. And I think from, you know, my perspective from the, the three tips that I would give would be absolutely, first of all, be true to yourself. You know, from a clothing point of view, don't try and dress like somebody else. Dress according to you, you know, and wear exactly what you love wearing that makes you confident. Tip two for me would be um, don't, don't step outside what you think somebody expects you to wear, but make sure you represent your brand. Make sure that, you know, you, you show up with the right clothing on, feeling confident. You know, listen, we all know that we can, we can adapt, etc. But if you're going face-to-face meetings, just remember that you are the brand. And people might not buy from you there and then, but make sure you're rememberable, but memorable for the right reason, not, not the wrong reason. And... Thirdly, mine would absolutely be your, you do not have to wear the color of your logo because I know <laughs> lots of people go, well, you know, that's my logo color. That's what I'm going to wear. No, 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 no. You don't have to do that because then otherwise you mold into the background of your website. You're not going to stand out. You're not going to stand out with your messaging, etc., etc. So, so that would be for me. So, um, Wow, what a whistle-stop conversation we I had. mean, I think we could have kept on going. It's like, how I do I condense everything I know into like half an hour here? But thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and listen, thank you so much for being part of the conversation today. Um, I hope everybody who's listened has enjoyed it. I hope everyone has picked up some hints and tips. And uh, thank you for listening. And we will see you all next week. See you later, everybody. Bye, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to know more about working with me, then why not book a discovery call with me via my website, lisatalbert.co.uk. And I look forward to welcoming you back next week. Bye-bye.